Thanks, and hi. <sighs> Do you know, it's been a really hard week. I've had a hard, hard week. Um, so um, it's great to be standing up here and uh, just drawing on uh, just on the presence of God, really. It's just been lovely, hasn't it, to, to just sit and think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Jesus said few things count, in fact, only one, um, when he's talking about um, Martha and Mary. And uh, that's just a good place to be. Um, so, um, uh, yes, I have a couple of things I'd love to talk about today. Um, but I'd, I'd also love us to, um, to have an opportunity to respond to the Holy Spirit and uh, encounter him a bit more. Um, as I mentioned the uh, last couple of times when I've been speaking, I, wanted to, I felt a kind of a desire, really, to talk a bit about, you know, we're in a series of love, freedom, honor, power. And uh, it, it, we just don't really do things absolute, you know, it's, there isn't an ending of one section and a beginning of another. So I feel we're sort of somewhere in the honor power bit. And I've fe- I felt a desire to talk about uh, power and authority um, because I think they're things that are really, really important to us but often misunderstood or, or um, I think we can, we can understand some more things than we do about them. Uh, Peter did a fantastic job last week. I really loved what you brought, Peter. Thank you for that. Um, on, and he was speaking on power and uh, action. And um, I feel that very much fits with uh, what I want to say. So I, I want to talk a little bit more about authority uh, and... I don't know when when someone talks about authority. I don't know if that brings any feelings up in you. Whether there's a a kind of a you might feel a oh yeah that makes me feel safe when I hear the word authority. It makes me feel protected and structural. Whether when when I mention authority, there might be the opposite reaction. There might be oh yeah oh authority and just the feeling of pressure or control or or other things. And mostly when 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 I when I hear someone speaking and saying and they say authority and I get a reaction or when they say anything and I get a reaction. Uh, I love to just kind of analyse, well, what's going on there? Why, why would I have a reaction of, oh, when someone mentions authority? Oh, oh, oh. Um, and I think for some of us, that's because we've had experiences of authority which aren't, aren't necessarily biblical. Now, there are different sorts of authority. And uh, we're very much used to kind of, so for example, um, there, there are structures within society that operate with authority. So, you know, you, we have the law and order system and, and you have, uh, you know, in the workplace, you know, I'm paid to do a job. And if my boss says to me, I'd like you to do this, then as long as it's not something I consider immoral or inappropriate, uh, then I would tend to do it. Even if I think, well, I don't really particularly want to do that, as long as it's part of my job description, I'll do that. He's kind of in charge. He's kind of in authority. Um, There have been times when I've had to say to previous bosses, I've had to say, actually, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say that in a meeting, because that's not actually true, is it? Um, So, uh, obviously, there's there's a limit to that authority. But by the same token, if they ask me to do something which is within my job remit, and I say, I'm not going to do that, then I'm I expect there to be some effect which might result in me losing my job, for example, in that case. Um, so within society, that operates. And similarly, you know, with the police force or a legal system or in the army, you know, you can't, as a commanding officer in an army, you know, if you want to say to you, some people, you know, double forward and draw enemy fire, you can't have a... There's got to be an authority or it's not going to work. Do you understand what I mean? So, so that within society, there is that very much hierarchical thing. And... and that, I think, in my opinion, 
and I haven't really thought this through very deeply, so feel free to not take this on board, but in my opinion, in, le- in systems that are based or legal-based or based on law, then that structure works much better, it, it, it seems. So if you look at the Old Testament and the Old Testament law, then there were definite, right, if you do this, this happens. If you do this, the priest will say this, and then if that happens, then you'll have to do this. You know, it's very structured. The authority is there. It's, it's rules to be obeyed. If you break them, there are consequences. This is what they are. And so I, I think there, is, there has been a tendency, and there's a bit of a risk within church life, for us to, to, to kind of put that into a church environment and think that's how it should work, but I don't believe it does. Um, now, Jesus had a few things to say about authority. And when I look at how should authority work in the kingdom of God and, and within the church, therefore, um, because the church is the part, a part of the kingdom of God, um, how, how should that work? I look at what, what Jesus does. And, and, and although we've talked about, or I've talked about, there, there is, is structure and authority um, in, in uh, places in society, um, Jesus, it's very rarely that, rare that he talks about him having authority over people. Now, he has, and we have, authority over the demonic, over demons, over sickness, okay? We'd be given those things, and my suggestion, recommendation, and as strongly as I can say, is we need to take authority over those things, and we take it strongly, and we tell them what to do. Uh, that's, that's that authority, but my, our authority with people is different. Um, and I'm going to read you a, a scripture um, just to illustrate that. So if you've got a Bible... Uh, Could you turn to John 17, please? And verse 2. Okay, so I've got a really bad version up there. Well, it's not a bad version. There's nothing wrong with the King James Version, sorry, for those, especially for those of you who have the, the King James is the only right version view. Um, well, okay, I'll read it from the NIV. Thanks, Mark. There isn't another one there. There's nothing wrong with that at all. That's fine. I could read it from that. but Okay, so... Now, this is the only place I'm aware of that it talks about Jesus having authority over people, okay? And so, uh, to me, that's really, really important. Now, as I said before, there are places where it talks about him having authority over demons. That's good. That's, that's clear. He tells them what to do. He doesn't ask them for, for, for anything. So, here we go. Uh, I'll read from verse 1. After Jesus said this, he looked towards heaven and he prayed, um, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give them eternal life. Um, Sorry, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. So then, Jesus has authority over all mankind. And obviously God has the supreme authority in all things because um, he created all things. Um, but he, his authority, the authority he has been given is so that he can give eternal life to 
to us. It's not so that he can rule it over in a... And I'm not saying, of course, we, we're submitting our lives to Jesus, but, but his, his being given authority over us is not over us, but really for us. And I'd like to make a distinction about being given authority over something and authority for. And I believe, just as in that passage we've read, what Jesus is, what he's saying is, I've been given authority that I can release something to you. And the way I believe it, it works in the church where God gives us authority. It isn't in the... Well, let's, I'll qualify this in a minute, but let's just say it isn't a case of imposing, of having authority, telling people what to do, telling them how to live their lives, and, God forbid, telling them who to marry and you know where to go and all that sort of stuff, which I have heard has happened in some church environments, and fortunately, um, I'm very glad to say not in this one. Um, but um, but the authority is there to release kingdom resources. It's to release the resources of heaven. So Dave, thank you very much for the, your very kind introduction, um, said I've got a teaching gift. And what that means, I believe, is that as I teach, you, you have the permission to draw on that, and you can draw on what God's given me to your benefit. And if, you, if I haven't got that gift, then it won't benefit you to draw on it. So the authority is more that something God gives so that we can draw on that gift from one another. Is that making sense so far? So leadership in the church, and I'm talking to people who are leaders, have been leaders, or, um, or maybe not leaders. The purpose of leadership is to release and is to draw out. So as a dad in my family, I primarily what I want to do with my children is I want to, to draw the, I want to use the resources that I've been given to draw them into being who God's called them to be. And I as a dad I I, I want to so there are ways in which I have authority and I will impose that but not within my family in the very vast majority of cases, obviously, I protect my family, so I will stand between them and harm if necessary. That's what my authority is for. It's to see them nurtured and protected and, and to grow and to develop in every way that I am able. And as they grow, obviously, when they're younger, they draw on you a lot more, and as they get older, so my oldest son is now 16, there's still a drawing, but... I, I, I recognise it and I can feel it increasingly that it really is more and more up to him how much he draws on what, what I have. And there are some ways, I'm sure, in which he might think that what I have isn't what he wants to draw on. You know, and that's part of your children growing up and recognising they don't want to be exactly like mum and dad. Um, although hopefully there are some things they want to emulate. I'm going to limit myself today. I want to stop at, at 12. And was, is that clock always up there, or is that just put up for me this time? <laughs> Needs a little uh, alarm clock. I just, I just bought one of my boys who struggles to wake up. This uh, alarm clock, it's called the Thunderbell. And it's, it, it was advertised as the loudest alarm clock out there, and it is frightening. Um, anyway. <laughs> it wakes the neighbours up. Um, so then, 
Yeah, so authority works to bring you freedom and life. And as a leadership team, that's our, and as leaders within the church, that's how we want to operate. Now, you're, you might be sitting there, because I know if I was sitting there and someone had said that, I'd be going, what, are you saying you don't ever, are you, do you never tell people what to do? Or so I'd be asking those sorts of questions, because that's how my brain works. Is anyone here asking that sort of question? No one's willing to own up. <laughs> okay, so... So are there occasions in the church when, you, when I feel I have to tell people what to do? Well, as I said, I, in my years as, as an elder here, and I, I was an elder in a previous church, there have been a few occasions where I have, uh, in the same way that I was talking about my family before, there are times I felt I've had to stand between somebody and the church to protect the church. Um, it's been rare, you know, sort of a handful of occasions when I've literally had to say to somebody, you are not to do that here. Um, and I remember the, the last occasion, actually, and um, somebody had come into some of our meetings and was... Um, it's very difficult to describe, but, but they were having an impact and interacting with people in a way that I, I was not happy with. And I, and, the, and I talked through with the other elders and leaders, and we, we weren't happy generally. And this person started handing out uh, sort of prophetic letters, so to speak, and they, they contained stuff that I didn't feel was appropriate and and in the end you think I've got to deal with this so um it it was when Phil was leading and uh (laughs) I remember at the beginning of the meeting Phil said right if this person turns up we're going to grab them at the beginning of the meeting and say we don't want you to do that here okay so that's clear so uh the meeting was just starting the person came in and Phil said to me and I hope he's listening to this um (laughs) Phil Phil says to me, I've just got to go and give a notice. <laughs> um, so I, I had to talk to this person, and I was, in, I was shaking with fear, but I think it was more than that. Um, no, that isn't the Thunderbell right there. <laughs> um, uh, so yes, yeah, so I went to talk to this person, and, and the, the interesting thing is, you think, well, when I say to you, you are not to do that here, what on earth am I going to do if they say, yes, I am? What am I going to do? And, and I think as I was pondering this, I kind of felt, I'd say that I'd felt a presence with me. And I thought, I, I, I don't feel I have to worry about that answer because I feel I'm saying this in the authority of Christ. And there was a power in it. So I, ju- I, I, I just said, and it wasn't, I, I wasn't aggressive or anything like that, but I, I just had to say, look, I'm not happy for you to do that. And the person responded and said, that's fine, I, I won't do it then. And and that was that. But so there are a handful of times I've had to use authority in that way to protect protect us. Um, and obviously, as a, an elder, you're, you, one of the things is to you know you guard the the life and the church and the and you watch your doctrine closely and all of that kind of thing. Those are important things within the church. It's it's almost never that that happens because where if two people, I believe, if two people are in a right heart with God then I believe you can come to unity. And so if I just think for a minute about Ruth and me, you know, obviously there are things that we disagree about. I mean, it has not for years, but uh, not since this morning. <laughs> but, you know, we, there are things we, you know, you just don't, you don't see the same or you think should be done differently or you have conflict. But as long as we are both soft-hearted, we are both submitted to God and first and foremost I'm going to obey him and his desire and everything and if Ruth has that view as well I believe 
we will come to unity because the Holy Spirit is not divided. He's not going to be telling one of us one thing and one another. And so within the church, our desire is always that that would be how these things work. So obviously the Bible tells us to admonish one another, to confront one another in love. And I, we need to do that for one another. So where, and I'd, you know, I invite you to do that in my life. You know, um, I, I really, we, we need one another's input because there are things you can be blind to. And over the years, I've really appreciated where people have loved me enough to overcome their fear factor to say, to challenge something or to... I remember a very, very significant conversation I had with a, a leader many years ago, not in this church even, uh, where literally he said, I, I can't talk about the detail of it because it involves people and I, I can't talk about it publicly, but he said, look, this part of, of your life, that is just, that's not okay. That is not normal. And and at the time, I, I might have felt that that was pressurizing or controlling, or but it was it was releasing and the way we tell that something is a godly authority is it brings us more into the freedom and love of the kingdom and the resources of heaven are released to you, whether that's peace or faith or joy or whatever. And so, so yes, there are times, of course, in leadership and in your family or in one's family where you do need to bring a line. So you might say to your children, that's something that isn't a value in our family but the goal of it isn't as i i said previously you know it's not the kind of the the crime punishment approach it's not that imposing of my will it's more i because of who because in the family god has given me the authority to bring you up and to bring you into all that he has called you to be then i'm going to actually love you enough to say you've crossed a line there and i'm not doing it because this is the rules I'm doing it because actually I'm motivated out of love for you and for whoever it is in my family and for the family as a unit. And so I want to bring you up and, 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 and challenge that behavior because I want you to be all that he wants you to be. And so as we do that, of course, there's, there are times that we have to bring lines and boundaries. But it's not that, it's not the, you know, I'm, I'm the teacher, you're the child type relationship. Our goal as leaders is to see every person here and all those who are not here but part of the church, everybody here to see you released fully into all that God has you to be, to see you running and free. And any time that our leadership or leadership leads you to not feel that, it means we're not functioning as well as we would like to. baptize my bible it's just a sprinkling though we don't believe in that do we know here we go <laughs> uh, i've dropped several bibles in the bath actually i do read my bible in the bath and uh, i've got several that i've had to sort of operate on okay so um i'm just I, i'm a bit short of time uh because i want us to encounter god because when i was preparing for this um there's uh there's something that that is in one of Paul's letters in Second Corinthians, that as I was preparing, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, I just want you to pause on that. So I'm going to read that. And if you've got a Bible, it's in Second Corinthians 13.
So Jesus said, um, didn't he, when the, the disciples were debating about who's going to be the greatest, he said, he said, the leaders or the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, but this isn't to be the way with you. If you want to be the greatest, then you need to be a servant. I'm always interested when I read stuff like that that Jesus said, because I think it's a bit like working for a reward, isn't it? There's just something about it that doesn't feel quite right. I think work. If I if I do good works for this reward, there's something about that doesn't quite resonate properly with me, and I don't quite know why. But and it's the same with this one. If you want to be great, then you must be a servant. There's just something about th- th- that desire for greatness for greatness' sake that doesn't feel doesn't feel right. And I wonder if the whole process of then becoming a servant actually will then modify and change your understanding in the process of that, so that you. So your desire for greatness will actually be out of a different motive. Anyway, that's just a side thought. Um, so, and, and when we look at how, how Jesus is, he said, look, the way I am, this is how the Father is. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, didn't he? So, so we can understand what God's like by looking at what Jesus is like. And although Jesus was pretty straight with the Pharisees, people who, um, people who were basically... Um, leading people astray from from the truth of the of the gospel um he was actually pretty gracious wasn't he and he invited people to follow him but his authority apart from over the demonic and over sickness over people he he, he it was invitation you know even with the rich young ruler who came to him he said um he said look it says he looked at him and he loved him and he said if you really want to have riches, sell all you have, give to the poor, and then follow me. Um, but even that, I mean, it's, a, it's an instruction, but, it, but it, he didn't impose it. And in fact, the demonstration is that the rich young ruler then went away. He didn't, he didn't do what Jesus said. So I, I'm, I'm just trying to create and, and reinforce the picture of, of what I'm saying here about, about how we want authority to function. It's freeing, it's releasing, it's empowering, it's drawing people into who they are. It's releasing the power of heaven to people. Because every one of us here has gifts. You have gifts that I don't have, and I have gifts that you don't have, and that's why we're a body, because we can draw on one another. And I need to draw on you as much as you need to draw on me, because you've got things I haven't got, and I want to have, I want to access the grace that you have by receiving you, by submitting myself to you. Which is why, which is why the Bible talks about submitting to one another as we submit our submission to Christ. Okay, so uh, 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 10, which is split across a page. This is why I write these things. When I am absent, that when I come, I may not have to be harsh in my use of authority the authority the Lord gave me for building you up, not tearing you down. So Paul has an authority from God, and God didn't give it to him to tear them down. However, it is possible to use it to tear people down, as is demonstrated by that. And as I was reading it, I just felt the Holy Spirit, and I'm trusting him on this, I just felt him say, there are some of us here who have been on the wrong end of authority that has been used wrongly, that has been used harshly. And I believe 
that he wants to come and minister to us and to and to bring some healing for some of us now that might be in a church situation it might be in a family situation it might be sort of parents and children or husbands and wives or leaders in churches and being part of a church but I, I, I felt I needed to just pause and let him do some things amongst us um, because the thing about a family or the thing about a church is they are designed to be environments where we receive love and we are most vulnerable and that is absolutely lovely and I love the way that God has created it when it works well it's beautiful isn't it when you see family or relationships working well and loving. The challenge, of course, is that if they go wrong, then it can be really, really, really painful because we've made ourselves open and vulnerable and then the very people we've made ourselves vulnerable to, if they then misuse that authority, if you like, then it can be ultra, ultra damaging. And the effect of that can be we lose our ability to trust and then it makes us harder to have relationships or to trust leadership or to um, or to trust anybody. And there are lots and lots of knock-on effects that that can have. Now, I'm not... I realise that depending on what you are facing, um, if you are in any of those categories, it's not necessarily an instant fix, right, let's just pray, bang, that's done, right, move on. Um, for some people, it might well be. Um, but for some of us here, it may be that this is one step on a number of steps. And if, if what I'm saying is stirring things up for you and, and maybe things that you haven't thought about or dealt with before, we have um, people within the church who can help you walk through that. And so we, if, if this stirs things up for you that aren't dealt with by this morning but are stirred up, can I encourage you to talk to uh, uh, Paul Tuffnell or Rachel Spring, um, who uh, head up our... Uh, pastoral care team. Is that right? Is that, have I got the right phrase? It just seems all a bit... <laughs> it just didn't quite sound right. Um, so, and if if you can't get hold of them, please do talk to me um, or anyone here. Um, we, all, we all love each other. So, um, so yes, what I want to do is, I'd, in a moment, um, I want us to stand and I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. And... Uh, and I think the most important thing in if we feel we've been subject to authority that's, that hasn't brought life and peace and freedom, but it's brought control, compression, all of those things, then I think our, the first response is, is forgiveness. I think the, the most important thing to kick off the process of healing is forgiveness. And forgiveness isn't, a, as you know, it's not a, it's not a feeling Forgiveness is a cancelling of a debt, all the way I see it. So Jesus talked about, in, in the parable of the uh, unmerciful servant, um, he talks about a financial debt being cancelled. And so with forgiveness, um, if somebody has wronged you, um, the way it, I, I find it helpful to think about that as, a, as a, them owing you a debt of money. And it's a cancelling. You're saying, I cancel it, you don't owe me now. It's not saying what you did was okay and it didn't matter because it might really, really matter what they did, but you're not saying that's all right. So, in fact, with our kids, when they're resolving conflict, if one of them says, I'm sorry for whatever it was, and the other one says, that's all right, Ruth and I tend to say, um, 
do you, are you saying you forgive them? Um, because forgiveness is different to saying it's all right. Because we're not saying it's all right. If someone's wronged you and you're hurt, very often it is not all right and they shouldn't have done it. But we're saying, I cancel it. It's like you. I do not claim any debt from you. I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm not going to wish bad things for you. I'm going to wish the best for you and so on. And that's a, that is, begins as a decision. And sometimes that's a decision that you might have to make again and again and again and again over a long period of time before, you, I was going to say, I don't, I don't mean before you believe it, but before your heart and your emotions are able to agree with that. Um, and then there might be steps that, that the Holy Spirit brings to mind for you to take, and that might mean contacting somebody, or it might mean actually I need to pray this through with somebody, I need to get some help, and I'd love us to have... Yeah, I'd love you to just engage with the Holy Spirit and see what he says about that. Because um, he knows what's best for you, because he loves you. Um. And the, um, just one other thing. Um, and that is, as a leader, or as a dad... I know there, is, there are lots of different ways in which I, I, I might behave towards my children, let's say, which doesn't help them. Okay, and sometimes it's just I don't. As a dad, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Okay, now I've been a dad for 16 years now, so it's, it, I know a bit more than I did. But but particularly in the early days, I remember when Joseph was first born. You've got all this authority. You know, we can literally decide where they're going to sleep, what they're going to do, what we're going to feed them, all of that. But you haven't got a clue. And we spent half our time on the phone to NHS Direct. Because every time, you know, temperature's up by one degree. It was, oh, quick, they're going to be all right. And, and now it's much more, you know, oh, well, he's fallen down the stairs. Oh, he's okay, you know. Um, and uh, you just get, it's just you get more used to what's okay. But, but sometimes then, as a dad... I think, looking back, I think, oh, if I'd known what I know now, I'd have, I'd have handled that differently. You know, it's just, I wasn't, I was doing my best. I just wasn't, I didn't know what I was doing. But I did the best that I had to do because I was, I'm in charge here, or I'm, I'm, I'm the dad, and I have to help you in the way that I think is best. And sometimes you just don't know. Other times, um, I think there are, I have my own limitations, and I have my, Grumpier moments. In fact, one of my sons bought me a mug, a Mr. Grumpy mug for Christmas. <laughs> Which is another story. I can't get into that because I want us to pray. But, um, uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I think it was ironic. I really hope it was. Um, uh, but sometimes you've just got your limitations. And there are times that I've responded angrily or in a way that I've then regretted. But it's come out of my own brokenness or my own not having processed my emotions or or not and and but with those i can I can see very quickly, oh yeah, that was wrong i couldn 't have done that and, and i 'm sure there are also things in me that i don 't realize but will impact my children um, and there 's not a lot I can do about that at the moment and then there 's the kind of the final category, which is where and i I, yeah, I'm glad to say the, the examples of this are few and far between, but where I've made a decision to do something, knowing, well, this isn't best for you, but, you know, I want what I want sort of thing. Um, and that might be a s- simple things like, I just can't be bothered to get up and engage with you, and I'm making that decision because I'm just tired and, you know, whatever. And, and so I think when we're thinking about people who have 
used authority in our lives in ways that has been unhelpful, then it might help you to think, well, which category was that? Was it just they, they were doing their best but they didn't know? Was it that that was a deliberate act? And they, that was really because, oh, yeah, I heard about, no, I won't go into that. So, um, or is it, is it just they are, uh, it, they, they've got their brokenness as well? And, uh, you know, I, that might help you just to think about. So what I'd like to do is I'd just like to invite us to stand, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come, and then I, after I've done this, I'm going to hand over to Dave um, for anything that he feels might need doing or to close down. Um, if he feels we're done. So um, I just want to invite the Holy Spirit to come now. Now, as I said, I really felt that he spoke to me while I was preparing, and so I trust him now uh, to just come. And uh, if you're in the fortunate position of thinking, well, this isn't me, well, I just ask you to just enjoy his presence anyway. Um, But for those of us who, uh, when we think about authority, whether it's in the church, uh, whether it's our experiences in family or... um, uh, maybe in other environments, maybe even in the workplace. Maybe, um, maybe you you have been subject to um, a kind of an abusive treatment in a workplace or other environment. Um, I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come now. So, Holy Spirit, we we just invite you to come now. Thank you that you love us, um, and thank you for the way that uh, you. Your desire for us is to release us, to release heaven's resources to us, to release peace and freedom. Um, and Lord, we just, um, we know that you bring healing when you come. And uh, so we invite you now into every area where, uh, where any of us has, has experienced um, a use of authority which has been damaging or hurtful or harmful. And uh, Holy Spirit, we... Uh, we make a decision now to forgive uh, those who have wronged us. We make a decision uh, to turn away from thoughts of uh, revenge or getting back or, or anything like that. And we, t- we just turn and we draw on your resources of love um, and we pour that out on all those who have uh, stood against us, all those who we might have considered enemies. We, we thank you that you said to love our enemies. So we just draw on your resources. Holy Spirit, now come. And would you change our hearts? And would you enable and empower us now to love and to forgive as we make that choice? Will you rush in, Holy Spirit? We draw on you. We draw on your love. Uh, and we love those who have wronged us. And we choose to forgive them, Lord. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come right now and bring healing uh, to any who have been hurt uh, through wrong authority um, and the wrong use of it. Lord, we thank you that your authority is good and we can trust you and we can submit ourselves to you. And that's the first um, and most important submitting we can do because, Lord, you are always trustworthy. You always love us. Uh, and we have no doubt about your goodness. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Mm. Yeah, Holy Spirit, please um, just bring to mind if there's anything that we need to do in response to uh, what we're feeling and what you're doing. Holy Spirit, if there's anyone we need to contact or any action we need to take or um, anything like that, Holy Spirit, please just speak to us now.
and uh, for those of us who um, have found um, found it difficult to trust um, in one or more relationships um, as a result of that hurt, then the Holy Spirit asks that you would um, you would restore our ability to trust firstly in you uh, and then um, also in in other people. Um, I'm not saying we have to trust people who consistently harm us. I'm not talking about not having wisdom in those relationships, but uh, yeah. But Lord, would you would you give us the yeah freedom in that area where there's bondage? And Lord, for those of us who yeah, maybe when we were growing up and uh, maybe we felt neglected, um, maybe we didn't feel freed by our our parents, our families. Lord, we forgive them. And we thank you that you are your wonderful parent, Father. You are, oh, you are amazing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just come and rest on us now. Thank you for the wonderfulness of your presence as we were worshiping earlier. Thank you. Um, take me deeper. Take me deeper, Holy Spirit.